Welcome to the Brandon Bloom Podcast, the place to be to learn how to grow your business's visibility online organically. I'm your host, Liz Fleming. Let's dive right into this new episode. Hey, Bloomers. Welcome back to the Brandon Bloom Podcast. I have a very special episode for you this week. As many of you hopefully know, November 11th is Veterans Day. This is a day dedicated to honoring all of the U.S. Armed Forces military servicemen and women. And for those of you who may be new here, I am a military spouse. My husband is in the U.S. Army, stationed here at Fort Bragg in North Carolina. We live about an hour away from Post in this beautiful little community called Moore County. I'm in a town called Pinehurst, but the community is made up of all these cute little different towns, Southern Pines, Whispering Pines, Pinehurst, and the beauty of that over the last few years is that many other military spouses have decided to live off post as well. So I've been able to get out and meet a lot of other really wonderful military spouses, specifically women who have started their own businesses, and I've met them either walking down the street, in the coffee shop, in the bookstore, or at my networking events with the Small Town Social, when that was still a thing. (laughs) COVID has kind of thrown a wrench in that. But the beauty of all of this is that I get to ask them all to be on the podcast, (laughs) because they're all amazing. And today I'm speaking with another dear friend, Abby Ray. Abby is a licensed counselor and coach with 11 years in the service community, and she seeks to encourage and equip individuals in their personal, professional, and relational lives. In 2017, she launched Legacy Magazine as a tangible way to empower service families in the communities that champion them. This magazine is seriously so incredible. We're going to talk a lot about that. Most days you can find her unwinding with her husband and two daughters or immersing herself in literature on professional development, family enrichment, and trauma-informed care. I'm so excited to welcome you all to meet Abby. She is incredible. Let's dive right into this episode. Abby, welcome. Thank you, Liz. It's such an honor to be on here today with you. I've really enjoyed this season, so it's great to be here. Yes, thank you so much. I'm I'm just overjoyed, especially because it's a very important week in the military community with it being Veterans Day on November 11th. And you and your business, this passion project that you've brought to life, Legacy Magazine, is out of this world, useful for the military community. Plus, your story of how you brought it to life is something that I know my listeners out there would love to learn a bit more about because that's not an easy feat, right? So how did you get started with all of this? Okay, so... When I began my journey within the service spouse community, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. So I had had a grandfather that served, I had had several uncles that served, and even an older brother that had served in the National Guard, but I didn't quite know what to expect as a spouse. So naturally, I turned to the available media outlets and books and was quickly discouraged to find that content was limited. And the content that I did find seemed rather um, negative. So it focused a lot on the challenges within the service 
family and service spouse community, but didn't provide a lot of solutions. So mm-hmm. I felt discouraged and I started to invest in my community and started to see very different stories. So when I began to get plugged into the community around me, I saw stories that were inspiring and I saw stories of families overcoming obstacles and adapting. And I thought to myself, why aren't these stories being shared? So I got together with a few friends and asked them if they'd be interested in helping launch a publication that focused on inspiring and uplifting the community. Amazing. And that was just in 2017, right? That's absolutely right. (laughs) Three years ago. And look how far you've come. Wow. And you are also just, you're launching something new, Legacy Kids, right? So that's kind of another arm of Legacy Magazine. It is. So we have had the opportunity to launch a second publication under the Legacy umbrella, which is called Legacy Kids. And that uh, motto is essentially, we are the legacy. So when you think about a family's legacy, you'll often think of their children. So we wanted to provide an outlet for children within the community to share their own stories and make sense of their emotions and their experiences and then uplift others along the way. I love it. Amazing. And so where do you, like when you have this idea in 2017 or even before, like how did you, what was your first step in like bringing this physical product to life? Cause I know a lot of my listeners are aspiring solopreneurs and side hustlers who Um, who want to create those physical products. And for a lot of them, they just don't even know what that first step is. Is it like, I I don't know, like even for me, I'm a digital service provider. I have no clue. (laughs) So I'm so interested. Absolutely. (laughs) Great question. That is a great question. With Legacy, I got very intentional with watching publications that I respected. So I am a natural learner. I love to learn. I love to read. I love to um, digest content. So I began to um, just watch the independent publications that had inspired me and encouraged me over the previous five years of my life. Um, Some of those publications are Darling Magazine, Thrive Magazine, um, and Deeply Rooted magazine. Mm. So I began to see how they did things and I got curious. I started to ask questions. I even started um, engaging mentors and conversations. So those were individuals that wrote, those were individuals that created, those were individuals that had done similar projects. And I asked them what were their best lessons learned and what, you know, what steps would they encourage me to try and avoid? Mm -hmm. So I engaged mentors, I had sessions, and I began to just kind of investigate what others before me had done. Then I, once I did that for a few months, I started to share the idea with friends. I believe when we have this big idea inside of us, it's almost hard to get it out, Mm -hmm. right? It's scary. Um, It is terrifying. (laughs) You might even feel emotional when you think about it. You want to like laugh and cry at the same time. (laughs) That's when you know you have something good. So I started to share it with 
with colleagues and friends that I trusted, right? And I shared it little by little. And the more I shared it and the more encouragement I received, the more confidence I, I built, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I um, started researching. So what does it look like to publish? What, what, what is the cost? What is the investment? And I was very diligent in taking those initial steps um, before, before, you know, sharing it with the wider world. Mm -hmm. So what was, if you were to estimate kind of your research and development timeline, was that like a year, two years, or like 30 days? Like how quick did you move? So I had been um, involved with other, other military uh, organizations, nonprofits, and military spouse organizations. So I was I was already working within the community. So I had to kind of do this short or part time, if you will. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how many of us start our businesses, yeah. where we might be working a nine to five, or we might be invested in other areas. So you know, this is what we do by nighttime, or in between the hours where children are napping. So for me, it was about a six to nine month process from, okay, I'm doing this. I'm one day day going to launch this project to when the project was launched. So I took six to nine months to research and develop. But in that time frame, we were already starting to build the community. Mm -hmm. So with that, we wanted to, before even launching this physical product, we wanted to build a community that supported the project. So what we did early on was we created, you know, the social handles and the website, and we began to develop that along the way so that when individuals came to those locations when that announcement was made that, hey, we're launching volume one, there was already a sense of what they were um, going to be delivered in a Mm -hmm. physical product. Yes. And that's brilliant. And listeners, Abby is describing what is called a pre-selling marketing strategy, and it is the most brilliant form of marketing for a new idea or launch that you could possibly do. This is something that for my Bloom Crew listeners, you know, we've talked about this immensely inside of the program, but no longer does this whole build it and they will come model work. You have to lay that groundwork and survey your audience and talk through these ideas, get the feedback and do exactly what you did. You, it's, a, it's a great example. So that's why I wanted to have you on so you could explain this to people. For everyone out there with the grand idea, whether it's a magazine or a candle or a plant or a course, whatever it is, you have to get to know your audience first and share those ideas with the world versus keeping them bottled up to yourself and not taking action. The action piece is huge, which you clearly did. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's an old adage in the world of publishing where writers are encouraged to show and not just tell. Mm-hmm. And I think that is true in the world of marketing too, or presenting any product. It's easy to tell someone what they're going to get, right? Or yes. tell someone how great something is. But when you can show them with example, with lifestyle, with, mm-hmm. um, a variety of avenues, you're inviting them into an experience. And that just really goes a long way in today's society and culture. 
Yeah. And it, it's amazing too, that in just six to nine months, you were able to create a product of such quality. Like this magazine, for those of you who haven't seen it or held it in person is truly a work of art. It's everything from like the, the feel of the cover to the weight of the pages and the colors. And I know you have an amazing design team and copywriting team. It's really interesting. So why is that quality over quantity important in the products and resources that Legacy delivers? Thank you so much. Um, we have tried to be very intentional with the final product and anything that is released into the world. And that really goes back to what we felt the community was lacking when we began this project. And that was sustenance. Mm -hmm. So we felt like there were resources, but there they were often focusing on issues that might have been easily clicked on, right? So there's always that 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 temptation to create content that is clickbait, but then when you you don't deliver on the back end of what they're clicking on, that feels disappointing to an audience, I mm -hmm. believe. So we wanted to produce something that was that was deserving of a community. And so we, again, we were seeing all of these inspiring stories and we were seeing these families and women and men that had such unique and diverse and complex lives. And we wanted to deliver something that was deserving of sharing those stories, right? So if the content was rich, we wanted to create a product that was equally as important. And then also with the way of the world, um, there's that idea that more is more. Mm. So we wanted to provide an alternative to that. So we wanted to provide an experience that felt, that felt very enriching, not something that was like a quick fix or something that was like, that, you know, you sat down with for five minutes and then you moved on. We wanted to create something that the audience could come back to time and time again and build on and really feel um, the impact of slow and nurturing. Yeah. And you, you hit the nail on the head there with the content and every magazine has such a unique theme. And I feel like it's it's something I can always come back to. Like it doesn't go out of date or out of style. Those stories live forever. And that's, you know, in the military community is what brings us together and keeps us together and makes us feel whole and look at our lives in this whole new way. And that's what I just love about the magazine is the whole, the, the emphasis you put on storytelling is so important. And that's a huge, huge factor in marketing too. And another reason that I'm sure that you've been able to grow this for, you know, the last three years and maintain that integrity, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so uh, it's funny that you bring up the importance of storytelling, especially in marketing. So of course, naturally in publishing, it's important, right? <laughs> but essentially everything that you present to the world as an entrepreneur is worthy of a story, right? There, there's a reason for it. There's a purpose behind it. Mm -hmm. And so we've found that over the past three years, it's been super helpful to adopt some of the um, 
building the story brand marketing tools. Mm -hmm. Um, So with each volume, we go through a series of questions that I believe could be beneficial to any entrepreneur. And that is essentially um, seven questions that we create our marketing plan around. And I'd be happy to share those if you're interested. Oh my gosh, please do. (laughs) So again, this is what we we, these are the seven questions that our team asks ourselves before presenting a new volume. That first question is, what problems or challenges does this volume solve? Specifically for our community, that might be disconnection, that might be comparison, that might be a lack of community. Um, The next question is, what brief statement can we make that expresses empathy and understanding in regards to those problems. Mm -hmm. Number three is how can we demonstrate competency in solving the reader's problems or challenges? Number four is, are there steps our readers can take that explains how they would use this volume after they've ordered it? Number five is what positive changes could readers experience after they read this volume? Number six is what negative consequences are there without, without this experience? And number seven is how will readers be or feel after they read the volume? Brilliant. It's such a well-rounded, you know, those prompts are so well-rounded for the customer. I feel like those are the exact questions that I have to answer whenever I write a sales page for a course or program, like in that exact order, it's like, what is the challenge I'm helping people overcome? Why do they need to care about this? What's the takeaway? What's the value? How are they going to feel? And that really helps you develop your message for, for everything. And I just, it makes my heart flutter when I hear that other solopreneurs out there are thinking about those things because we live in, we live in such a time where everything is like, go, 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 got to get the thing out and, you know, got to beat this person, got to eclipse the competition. And, Mm -hmm. um, this comparison trap is really starting to stunt people's growth, specifically solopreneurs out there. And if there's anything you take away from this episode, you guys, it's to, and I'll write these questions in the show notes too, for a reference, but review those questions and apply them to your life and your business and really try and see how you can be a more thoughtful messenger, marketer, business owner, because that stuff really, truly matters. And it's easy when something is new, you know, like when you first launched the magazine after that R and D phase, you had your feedback and you were able to get it out and then it's out and you have to, you have to know the answers to these questions to keep it growing. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you've done that in, you know, you have great content on Instagram. Everyone should follow them over at legacy mag. Abby is also on Instagram Instagram at abby.ray. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. But both of her accounts do such a beautiful job of representing the magazine. And for something that's a tangible product that you invest in, that you subscribe to, having those platforms be kind of the vehicle for the messaging is so important. So do you want to walk us through kind of how you and your team have planned out I guess the branding and the strategy around how you market this thing? Absolutely. So early on, 
And this kind of goes back to laying the foundation. Uh, early on, I had the opportunity of working with a variety of women on uh, multiple projects, whether that was hosting conferences or collaborating in a mastermind group. And so I had the opportunity to kind of really get to know women. And one of those women were Leslie Bryans. And yes. she is, as you know, her very Gosh, well. love her. <laughs> yes. And she, from from day one, I knew that Leslie was someone I wanted to work with when it came to branding. Um, she was someone that naturally grasped the quality over quantity and in mm-hmm. building a brand that was timeless, right? That it wasn't just cliche and it wasn't just for this season of life, that something that could grow and develop. And so I me and her sat down together and created the branding, the branding um, template for it. And Mm -hmm. that template is something that we can adapt for each, each volume. When it came to social media, that was something um, again, that I'd had the opportunity to develop before we even got to the tangible product. And we were intentional with that by creating a hashtag Mm. And that hashtag was something that invited readers and community members into the experience and into the story. So you, if you visit our website or you visit our social platforms, you might notice um, in our bio, it says, join the conversation and share your hashtag life of legacy. Mm-hmm. So then by doing that early on, we were then able to reshare these um, posts that these women and men and children were creating, right? So that they became a part of the brand and they became a part of the story, the narrative. Um, And that's been super helpful in just um, growing the community and presenting to the community what the brand represents. That's such an important point. You've involved your people from the very beginning. You know, it's easy these days with all of the resources and tools out there and brilliant people like Leslie, it's, it can be easy to create a feeling for a product or a service, but it's totally different once you start involving those who make it what it is, which is your community and branded hashtags. Like you said, hashtag life of legacy is a prime example of being able to do that. And what I love about your social platforms for legacy is the feeling that I get when I'm on there. Like it's not this, it's hard with the military community because you, everyone has a different experience. And personally, I don't want to visit a profile that's going to make me feel an overwhelming sense of dread or sadness. There's really meaningful way that you have navigated all of that while still sharing those important and hard stories, but putting a unique spotlight on them that doesn't make it make people feel bad. It's, you know, it's just starting those conversations, whether they're good, bad, happy, sad. And that, that is something that I really value. And for me, it's also something that I've thought a lot about inside of my business and how I can involve my people. So absolutely. (laughs) I admire you and what you've done so much. Thank you. (laughs) It's wonderful. The feeling Um, is mutual. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, stop. And I'll have to plug Leslie on here too. Yes, Um, please do. Yeah. She's, she's just wonderful. Um, 
And then you have a question here that I really, I've been dying to ask, but what has been most surprising about the experience as a whole? I'm like, Ooh, what's the answer to this? (laughs) Uh, I would, I would say the mutual inspiration that I receive from our readers and our audience than what I was hoping to provide with our team and with the project. So when we began the project, it was almost as if we wanted to present the community in a new light, right? Mm -hmm. And we wanted to present a side of the community that we didn't feel was represented. And by doing that, we've just discovered such a rich and um, uniting experience. Mm -hmm. And within the community, um, you know, you had said something earlier about um, falling into the comparison trap. Mm -hmm. And we've really tried to lead with there's enough for everyone. So our, our, it's moving away from that scarcity mindset and into a mindset of abundance where it Mm -hmm. says, um, there's enough for everyone. There's room at the table for everyone. And through that, we've seen others kind of other organizations take a very similar motto and a very similar approach. And we've been able to have um, partnerships with communities that maybe at one point we thought or uh, the outsider might think as competition, but it's been inspiring to see other organizations want to join forces in uplifting this community. That's, that's so valuable this day and age or being able to have that support and those collaborations and the amount of people you must meet. It's gotta be something else. I don't know how you also do your other job. It's mind blowing. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, so with that being said, would you say like, I always ask this question at the end and, um, the answer is typically the same across the board, but would you say what motivates you most in life and business is the people? Absolutely. 100%. I'm like, I think I know the answer. (laughs) Absolutely. The, the potential in people and seeing someone discover or recognize that potential is just keeps me going. Oh, I can see it on your face. Oh, I love it so much. I have goosebumps. That's wonderful. (laughs) So, um, you guys, Abby has a really awesome freebie that she's sharing with you. I'm going to put it in the show notes, but she has these little things called creativity cards. Do you want to talk us through what those are? Absolutely. So we have nine personas within our volumes or publication. Um, A few of those are confidants, caregivers. Um, Those are, um, those are also coaches and catalysts. So we've broken the volume up into nine personas and that's how we kind of organize the publication. Well, with that, we created a set of creativity cards that walks you through a few guideposts in each one of those those, um, personas or categories. And we've realized that this is essentially how we lay the the groundwork for each volume. And it's prompts that we provide to our read or to our, to our contributors when they're 
when they're curating their stories, if they're looking for a little more guidance. Um, and so we felt like it was a great opportunity for community members, if they're working on a project, to kind of learn these steps and have these prompts um, to create or discover their own creative rhythm. Mm -hmm. So we created them as like a little bonus for readers and we would love to offer them to your community as well. Yeah, they're super cute. So I'll put the link in here and that's totally free. And then if people want to subscribe to the magazine, that's going to the website. Yes, absolutely. That's uh, www.legacymagazine.org. Awesome. And remind me, how many issues a year is that? Because it's like a micro, like how it works. Yes, we do. We're biannual independent publication. So that's twice a year. Okay. And it's so worth it, you guys. Definitely worth it. And she always has these fun little surprises. Sometimes I get a tote, sometimes I get a poster. It's it's just wonderful. So I encourage you all to peruse the show notes, re-listen to this episode as many times as you need to let these ideas sink in and definitely go follow Legacy Magazine and Abby over on social media for sure. Abby, thank you so much for being here. This has been wonderful. Thank you, Liz. It's been great. I appreciate the opportunity. And bloomers, listen, I know this world is wild and crazy most times, but I want you to remember that at the end of the day, you are in control of you. You are in control of your narrative, your story, and how you tell it in life and in business. So I want you to go out there and bloom boldly wherever you're planted by staying rooted to what matters, what's rooted in your soul, in your life, in your business, and remember that you've got this and I've got you. Did that go by too fast? No worries. You can always find me over at elizabethfleming.com. That's E-L-I-S-A-B-E-T-H-F-L-E-M-I-N-G.com for more information about my programs and how to take your learning further with me. There's also a free marketing checklist that you can get your hands on right now if you'd like. So head over to elizabethfleming.com for more. And if you loved this episode, I would love it if you left a review in return. It helps so much. So tell your friends about it. If you want to share it on social, the official show hashtag is Brandon Bloom Pod. And you can also tag me everywhere. I'm at Ms. Liz Fleming. That's M-S-L-I-Z-F-L-E-M-I-N-G. Everywhere on social media. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time.